The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host or guest and should not be interpreted as statement of fact. Independent fact-checking and corrections are encouraged. Can we get a cup of coffee in here, please? It's a little better today. I have to admit, it's a little better when the dog makes his own coffee. Good morning. It's Thursday. Almost Friday. Thursday is almost Friday. That's what we're going to call it from now on. We're getting rid of the name Thursday altogether. We're just going to call it Almost Friday. Welcome to Almost Friday, August 25th, 2022. I am your loyal, faithful dog, wolf, I'm chasing cats. Uh, Today, William Conway will be joining me at some point, Uh, and our guest will be uh, Lisa Polizzi, Lisa Polizzi of the Janice Joplin Experience, the Lisa Polizzi Band and 19 other bands that she has going on. And uh, formerly of the television show Being Lisa Polizzi, which is a weird name for a show that she just happened to get that part. Um, and I will just be here uh, waiting for death to claim me. That's what I am doing. I'm looking at end of August, uh and and looking down the road and saying, here comes a whole other cycle of my worst time of the year. Now, I like autumn. I definitely like autumn. But I know autumn leads to winter, and winter is hell. So I'm already I'm getting a, an advanced jump on my depression. I think maybe I need a month off. I think maybe I need to go to uh, Hawaii for about a month just lay on the beach with a hula girls and their, their lovely breasts in their grass skirts and, and they're waving palm things at me saying poor poor thing have another beer that's what i need good morning i'm your ray of sunshine on an almost friday day There was um, some interesting reaction yesterday to me beating up on Dean. I wasn't necessarily beating up on Dean. Oh, we're not on Twitch. Wait a minute. Not on Twitch. What's going on? I got to add to Twitch again. This is happening every day now. I'm sorry, Twitchsters. I was late. I started the program. Uh, this is happening. It's happening. Anyway, good to see you. You missed a lovely introduction to me on this almost Thursday. I keep forgetting 
I um, I keep forgetting to add Twitch now because we're only on Twitch because YouTube fucked me. They fucked me hard, and then that they're intentionally because I complained. They're intentionally delaying my appeal because what's the purpose of an appeal if it takes seven days to get your appeal listened to when the ban is for seven days? So it's already been three days. I've already lost three days to uh, bureaucracy and bullshit. So if you missed the early uh, introduction, good morning to... Uh, folks out there, it is almost Friday, which is the new name for this day. It's not Thursday anymore. It's called Almost Friday. Uh, and uh, looking forward to um, getting done with this week. It's been an exhaustive week. You know, anytime we do one of those dopey potathons, it does take a toll. And 12 hours seem like a, a piece of cake, but. Mm, it does it does take a toll and so this feels like a really long week already uh friday eve yeah you could call it friday eve good morning uh people uh in the chat room there um yeah so there was uh good morning dean good morning kelly good morning kevin um there was some interesting reaction to yesterday so some people uh said it was a great show. I just thought it was just another show. Now, there was a little bit of uh, unnecessary drama at the beginning. Um, but that was, you know, that is what it is. It's, it's, it wasn't necessarily compelling for, for me. And, I, and uh, I don't think Dean probably, I don't know, I haven't talked to him about it, but I don't think he thought it was like exceptional radio or exceptional live streaming or whatever the this is um today william conway will be joining me dean as i mentioned yesterday uh has a an invitation to join us anytime you like i gotta send out the link in a moment uh but lisa polizzi will be my guest lisa polizzi is um one of the hardest working uh young women in show business she has more bands than I have years in my life. <laughs> uh, she's her main. I don't know if her main thing, but the one that she that is um, getting the most attention, I guess, is uh, the Janice Joplin experience. She does a, an amazing Janice. They do it in full costume, and she she channels Janice in a, a very believable and authentic way. And so she'll be my guest at uh, 10 a.m. this morning. Should be interesting. By request of Tom Kanapka, who doesn't seem to be here for it. That's, that always happens. People request things. Um, so, but yesterday got a whole lot of reaction from uh, from a lot of people. Got some email about it, about uh, the, especially the beginning part. That, I mean, it was almost always about the. Some people thought, uh, it was um, staged that the the, <laughs> the uh, little interaction there between Dean and I was was staged. Uh, not that good. 
<laughs> we're not actors. Um, yeah, okay. I'm just seeing that the, the lady who whose website caused me to lose um, YouTube for a week. She just wrote to me. Thanks for the heads up. She, her web guy is working on it. Uh, it would have been, you know, nice. I wrote two days ago. It would be nice just to get back to me and acknowledge that. Hey, sorry. Sorry, my screw up or you promoting me caused this problem to get it, you know. And again, it's probably it's definitely not her fault. It's YouTube's policy is ridiculous and unreasonable. And me harping on that caused uh, YouTube, I think, I think, to delay my appeal, doing it, you know, maliciously, a little passive aggressively. Oh yeah, he's gonna he's gonna call us out on on social media on on Twitter. Put his delay, put his appeal on the bottom of the pile. I think that's what they did. Uh, maybe that's being a little conspiratorial, but I, that's what I think is happening. Anyway, uh, so that's a, that's what we're looking for, looking at today. Let me send Dean a link in case he wants to pop in later while I'm doing this. I'll just keep yipping and yapping and yappity yippity yip yap 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 yap. Um, what's going on in the world, folks? Nothing, nothing. Every you know. Another day, another same old, same old in America. The uh, bitterness and, and the cult that clings to the orange Wizard of Oz cult leader uh, just refuses to give up on, on them. Just refuses. They... And let me ask for Trump people out there. Let me let me ask you: What has he ever done for you? Uh, specifically, what has he done for you? How has he made your life better? Why do you love him so that you are willing to let him commit the worst crimes ever and just convince yourself, not believe, convince yourself that he's innocent of everything? He's He's incapable of committing the crimes that we all see him commit in broad daylight. What has he done for you to inspire that kind of insane loyalty that you're just willing to convince yourself? Again, not truly believe, but convince yourself. Is it that you just hate the Democratic Party that much that that the alternative is so terrible in your mind that you have to cling to him? I'm just curious about that. If there's anybody out there who was in the cult, and you know you're in a cult, answer me that. What has he ever really done for you? Speaking of uh, America, it's Mr. American flag. I have a photo. Uh, I don't know. Whatever, Mount Rushmore shared on this morning. Uh, oh, did I, you? I did, but I changed it. I said, no, I can't just go on the air with a T-shirt. That's that's not my thing. It's not a host. It's not what a host does. I would have thought you did it for me because I used to live in South Dakota. I'd be like, oh, look at that. He's, he's wearing he's Well, that's why I could, 
That's why I considered it, but I didn't. Aww. I didn't go to it. I've only I've only seen Mount Rushmore like one time. I lived in South Dakota for like twenty years and only saw Mount Rushmore one time. But I mean, ten of those years I wasn't really allowed to go anywhere. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way of putting it it wasn't really allowed to go anywhere like yeah you that. know sometimes sometimes if i'm trying to impress a chick i'll tell her that i used to live in a gated community you know like yeah I do that sometimes so what's going on where are you home i am i'm i'm at home in grants new Mexico. i thought about taking you around the property today but it'd be really loud with the machine and we know how we like that well, what's going on there um, we're getting ready for another rodeo thing this weekend. Uh, what is it? The triple crown barrel racing event. It's the triple crown barrel, barrel racing event we're having here this weekend. And what is that? Is that it's it's racing it's rodeo. Horses? Yeah, it's uh, like they set up three barrels, and there's like a pattern that they have to go around the barrels, and then it's timed, and best time wins. You know. What's the, how many people will that draw? Be nice. Oh my gosh, dude! Uh, like, just participants alone for like when we we've had team roping events where there was like four hundred teams. Now some of that is like repeat teams or whatever, but it's it, it can get pretty ridiculous. We're bringing in fifty extra pins for a rodeo we have coming up, and we already have like over a hundred. So I mean, we're gonna have a lot of people out here. All right, I'm I'm interested in in the business here now. You 400 people in the team, right? right. Participants, right? They yes. don't they don't all get paid. They're not like a, everybody's going to get paid out of those 400 people, right? No, no, no. I'm sure that they only pay like a certain top. You know, uh, I don't know. If winners, it's top, I don't. The winners yeah, the win- get paid. Yeah, because there's <laughs> yeah the winners get paid. Right. Exactly. Now, how many how many spectators will come in and buy tickets? You know, I mean, it depends on it depends on the day and it depends on the event if there's weather or not. Because uh, right now it's it, I mean it's semi covered or whatever. But uh, at the end of this season, they're actually going to put the whole arena. Uh, they're going to build the cover for the whole arena and the grandstands and everything, so it'll all be indoors next year. So this year we still you know deal with weather and stuff like that. So that'll affect the turnout sometimes. Um, but usually it's pretty well attended. Um, a lot of it's uh, local people anyway. So, I mean, so you know, they, uh, basically telling me you don't really have a, a good number, like an estimate, like how many does it hold? 20, 2,500? Oh man, I have no idea. I mean, you, you know I, how much tickets cost? No. It's a six state event. It's a six state event. Oh, okay. How much does it cost to get into the rodeo? You mean? Yeah, or to get into to compete. No, to get into the rodeo for spectators. Oh, I don't know what is this for spectators, man. Oh, spectators. Yeah, depends. Ten to twenty dollars per car. Ten to twenty dollars, depending on what the event is. Okay, and but you have no idea about the actual number of like spectators. Yeah, because that's. I mean, we don't we don't pay attention to that because that's not. We're the groundskeepers. We make we make sure that I get it. We make sure the shit is up. <laughs> I'm, I'm just curious on how how, how uh, lucrative a business this is. You should because you should be aware of these things because you work for them. You want to know how much money they're making compared to how much money they're paying you. 
Right. Yeah. No, we've had compensation discussions before that didn't go very well. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, uh, here's my thing. I don't have to know the exact numbers to know when I'm getting screwed. You no, know I, know. I, mean? I know. But I like to get a good gauge of what what things are really making and how much how much money this thing is really uh, producing, how much revenue um, I feel is like it, we should change the subject because I'm starting to get that look from my wife. You uh, know oh. the look. Is it the biggest business in grants? Or is there, a, is there something oh, bigger in grants? Man, I don't... Uh, it's definitely not the biggest business in grants. I mean, I don't even know what the... The biggest business in grants is probably the fucking uh, internet company. Paper mill. <laughs> uh. Paper mill. Oh, the paper mill? There's a paper mill, apparently. Paper mill. What, don't yeah. you need water for a paper mill? I mean, I guess. Is there a river? There's not a river or anything. Because usually paper mills yeah, no, are there's a river here. around here. What's the river? Uh, what is the name of our river here? I don't even know. <laughs> of our what? I don't know. I don't pay attention <laughs> to this shit. I don't give what? a shit. <laughs> hey, the name of what? The river? The river that runs through town? No I one know knows. We're three people in this house, and none of us know. I know. Wow. <laughs> no, I know this. That's but, what so, Walk is called. That's oh not what the God. river's right, called. Uh, yes, the River Walk River called. Yeah, it's called the River Walk, but what's the name of the river? That's him, not me. I was clarifying. Well, yeah. uh, you know what? Most people here don't know the name of the river. Even yeah. we have a town called Riverhead, and we have a river walk, and people just call it Riverhead, but they don't know the name of the river. And I, I, I bet you, if I went out and, and surveyed the people of Long Island, I said, "What's the name of the river that Riverhead is?" They have no idea. Mexico. I know because I'm curious about these things. I but, mean, it's it's a little. The only reason that I really don't know is I haven't gone. It's the Zuni River. It's the Zuni River. Yeah. Okay, she looked it up. It's the Zuni River. Uh, now, when the drought thing, does it dry up? Can, can, oh yeah, it definitely dries up. It gets pretty bad sometimes. So that paper mill must be like hurting then when 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 there's a drought. The paper mill. I mean, everything be... in this town is hurting. This town is a dying town. I'm telling you. It's... Ever since the uranium plant shut down. Yeah, when the I... uranium plant shut down, then then. Uh... <laughs> Seven thousand. <laughs> this town really took a dive. Um, Seven thousand people left when the uranium plant shut down. Oh wow! So right. my wife, my wife is telling me that seven thousand people left town when the uranium plant shut down. Well, family. family. So, the population was nine thousand one hundred and sixty-three at the twenty twenty uh, census. I'm looking at elevation 6,460 6, feet. So you're like a mile up. Yeah, no. And I mean, uh, we because we're in mountain territory here because we have Mount Taylor just to one side of us and then we have the Zuni Mountains to the other side of us. Wow. So, uh, yeah. but now, where you lived in South Dakota, that wasn't like mountainy, right? That, no. No, not where I lived. Uh, the east side of the state is more prairie territory. The west side of the state is where you got the Black Hills and stuff like that. Well, Good morning, children. It is time for our daily geography lesson. Let's learn about Grants, New Mexico. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> it's so sad. Where is it? Grants, city of Grants. Here it is. Grants, New Mexico. Uh, it's right on Route 66, the, uh, historic Route 66. Um, 
I mean, they're being pretty liberal with those pictures, I'm going to say. because Right now, it's 58 now, okay. degrees. Now, see, this thing is cool, but it's not always lit up like it is. Like it was that little uh, that little highway-looking sign that you can drive your car into and take pictures. That's kind of cool. Right. But see, like, I don't know where the hell that is. That looks like it's at Blue Water. Grants, New Mexico. Oh, that's, that's a, a cool 57 car. Chevy. Yeah. <laughs> Man. That's Probably my Bel- favorite car. Bel Air, right? That's what that was. Yeah, 57 Chevy Bel Air. And it was baby blue with white trim. That's actually, that's, that is exactly my favorite car. Me too. Color and everything. I know. I almost bought one. It was only, it was only like, they went $2,500 at the car show. And uh, I didn't have it on me. And I, but I was, I definitely wanted it. But, you know, one of those things come back tomorrow and they're never around tomorrow. Well, um, yeah. It says 58 degrees Fahrenheit there. That's pretty chilly this time of year. I mean, it is. Well, yeah. So it gets. So it's it's the desert still. So it gets chilly at night when 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 the sun goes down. It gets cold because uh, that breeze just really cuts down the temperature. Uh, but then uh, but then as the day goes on here, it'll warm up. I bet you can get up to. I don't know what our high is, uh, is today, but I bet you gets up to like 80. Seven. 80 something for sure. With 40% chance of rain. We worked most of it all day yesterday. Grants is a gateway to a number of national parks, monuments, and Native American pueblos. It is. There's a there's a lot of cool stuff to see like within 20 minutes of Grants. You know what I mean? Yeah. So unfortunately, uh, some of it's shut down right now, I think, though. But no like, people. Sure. I mean, 9,000 people is not a lot of people for an area that. No. Big. No, and I think that that's liberal because, like, I I don't think that that's definitely accurate at all. Like, not from what I see. But then again, you know, people could be saying it a lot too. Yeah, you know? and they're hiding a lot of their. You know, they got a lot of them in the basement. They don't let them out. They're like terrible people. We I would keep my ugly family down in the basement and don't let them. The city of Grants located at, at the foot of Mount Taylor. An inactive strato volcano, which was named in 1849 for then President Zachary Taylor, is the highest point in the San Mateo Mountains and in the Cabola National Forest at uh, uh, 11,301 feet. Wow. Yeah, I've been to the top of that too, by the way. My whole family, we went up there. Then yeah, they have a yeah. they have a live stream. You should get on that. Uh, a yeah. live stream for Grants New Mexico. Trust me, if I don't, yeah, I'll check my phone to make sure. You should, you should be the host of that. You should be the daily host of the live stream. Oop, that's the wrong thing. Which I get. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'll check it out. I'll I'll figure it out. You know, I I oh, what are you doing? I didn't need you. Oh my gosh. Again, Bob White. Thank you. It's all right. God damn. What's going on over there? We have is Dean there? Are you fighting with Dean? Is no, I'm. I'm, I'm just talking to my wife. That's all. Sounds it's, about the same, but you know, it sounds about the same, right? Or is this sounds like it's staged? Is this a Jerry Springer show? Am I watching no, a Jerry Springer show? No. You, listen, we say all the time that we should just have a camera crew in this house because it is ridiculousness all the time. Like my son was remarking yesterday how how ridiculous the argument my wife and I were having. He was like, "I just want to let both of you know, both sides." Both sides of that argument, completely stupid. Like, like he, 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 our, my son sat us down and had a talk about our behavior. <laughs> no, I get it. I totally get it. 
Uh, my brother, <laughs> my brother was talking about girls again. Like he's he's seventy years old, and he, he he's trying to impress some young girl. And I'm like, why, man? I said, you know what? The, when when you're married for a certain amount of time, you come home and you say hello, and when nobody answers, you go, oh, that's good. <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> that was real nice. Was, uh... Yeah, um, you know, uh, I heard this joke when I was a kid. There's three types of sex. All right. There's there's have sex for a married couple. For a married couple, there's three types of sex. There's have sex when you're newly married and you have sex in every room, all over the house. Right. Then after you've been married a few years, there's bedroom sex. Things are a little slower now. You just have sex in the bedroom. Then then after many, many years of marriage comes hallway sex where you just pass each other in the hall and say, Fuck you. <laughs> That's true. Pretty much true. Uh, so uh, today, my guest is Lisa Polizzi. She's um, she's uh, one of the hardest working young women in show business, but at at the level of show business that is way below uh, national stardom. Even so, uh, do you? Which have- is easy to do. Yeah, so now, it, are there any clubs in Grants or within, like, um, you know, half there's, hour? There's one place that does music in Grants, and that's Pizza Nine. And they do, I think, once a month, maybe twice a month, they might bring in a music act. And they have karaoke on Wednesdays and Fridays. Um, and if they have music, it's on the Friday, usually. So, um and then I think there's a bar in what's the name of it? San Rafael. San Rafael yeah, bar. there's a bar in San Rafael called Palombas, I guess, uh, and they probably do some stuff. Other than that, anything else is like an hour away. Wow. Yeah. I, even when I, you know, when I was out there, there, it was really sparse. But there would always be. They would like have, uh, you know, bands come in and play like a. Like a rodeo ground or something like that. Like, yeah, so there is, so like right adjacent to our trailer, we have what is called the Cow Palace, which is an event hall that is on the rodeo grounds. And that gets rented for like weddings and sometimes funerals and uh, high school graduations. Uh, and that's actually, we're going to have a show there November 11th. Uh, that's going to be, uh, it's on Veterans Day, November 11th, it's Veterans Day. It's going to be a big show. I'm bringing Alex Elkin in from Portland, Oregon. Um, he's a really funny guy. He's done a lot of work with the USO and been overseas and stuff like that. Uh, veterans, uh, or not just veterans, but, uh, military ID gets you into the show free. You know, um, we're going to do that because it is, uh, Veterans Day. We're definitely going to, you know. I do Veterans Day shows every year at at a, a hall, at a Veterans Hall here, and it is the worst experience. In, in oh, no. <laughs> no, not, I'm not saying yours will be. Mine is because, first of all, you get people from all generations. When you when you put just put out, so we we still get people from the greatest generation, the World War II generation. And Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, I've read like, that book, by the way. They're a hundred years old, and they come out, and so no matter where they sit, no matter where they are, it's too loud. This is too loud. <laughs> and then you get people from like the Iraq wars and Afghanistan wars who are 
relatively young and they want they want to party they want it loud they want it you know so it's always like with like referees between vets like and you have the people from the vietnam era who are kind of like in between them but it's just it's I got notes. They come up. Yeah, the old ladies come up with notes. Band is too loud. Please, we didn't start yet. <laughs> we didn't start yet. Oh, yeah. oh, that's good. We were just testing out the, you know, doing a sound check or whatever, testing the sound yeah. system, and they're too loud. Uh, so it's never fun. It's never fun. But we do it every year. But uh, so November is it an outdoor thing? No, it'll be inside. No. Oh. Yep. They'll be inside. Yeah, because uh, I was gonna say maybe I maybe I should rent out that hall and do a show with Hank Porter and the Lonesome Cowboys and promote it up big and and come down do a show in in Grants, New Mexico, just for the hoot of it. <laughs> Dude, that'd be all, and that that would uh, that would go over great here. And as long as like as long as you plan it out far enough, like it's definitely uh, and and um, um, we. We can't, you can't sell alcohol in there, but you can bring alcohol. It's weird, right? So, uh, uh, I'm, we figured out a loophole of selling cups. So, <laughs> like, so, yeah, selling uh, cups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can't sell, you can't sell alcohol, but you can sure bring in some kegs and sell those fucking cups. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you can give you can give the beer the truck yesterday. You can give the beer away. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. You're buying the cup. Yeah. <laughs> okay. When I first went got, got to New Mexico in 1976, uh the county was still a dry county. The county, Roosevelt County was still a dry county from prohibition. It still was no alcohol allowed in the county since 1920. Well, yeah, when prohibition, when prohibition was there, so we had to drive to another county. Actually, I had to go to Texas to buy alcohol. We could go to Clovis and go to the package store. What they call it. they had a drive. It was a restaurant, but they had a window you could go up and buy a bottle or something from. Um, I I remember in Texas. Texas was the first place I ever went to where they actually had a liquor store you could drive into. And they would just come up to your window, like you drew, it was like an old car wash or something that they just converted into a drive-in yeah. liquor store. Yeah, that's crazy. what they have in Clovis, and the, and those are big in West Texas and Lubbock and Amarillo and all those. Yeah, things. yeah, yeah. Dr- drive-in store, drive-through package. Trip me out, man. <laughs> yeah. Last night I needed a drink. I didn't have I didn't have one, uh, but I, I'm not I'm not a drinker, and I don't rarely have had that. I need a fucking drink. Uh, right. It was for me. That's a really odd statement to make, and I don't have. Yeah, like, no, I, I get it sometimes. Every once in a while, I get, I get it, especially if I've been uh, if it's been a long hard day or whatever. You just want one to like relax you yeah, or whatever. Yeah, uh, I, I needed I a whiskey. I needed a whiskey last night, right. and I don't have my car because my my car is in the shop. I just brought it in for an inspection, and then you get the phone call. Oh, you know, you're going right. to... Oh, yeah, there's this and this and this and this wrong. You're oh, going to yeah, need real, rear brakes and yeah. whatever. Actually, and, uh, if you go in, if you go in and you're pretty adamant about, like, I want this done, like, and, and you're like, uh, that's pretty much how I go in now. Yeah, if but I go in inspection, they can't pass it without... Uh, oh, yeah, I suppose so, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had a car be inspected. 
That doesn't really? sound like something I would do. Really? No, yeah. it's part of it's part of the law. You got to have a fresh inspection sticker. This is what gets people in trouble. This is you get pulled over because your inspection sticker isn't up to date, and then the cop takes you out and says, "All right, bend over, pull down your pants." I don't know if I've, I don't know if I registered a car in a in an inspection state because not every state has them. Right. Uh, when I was in New Mexico, you didn't even have to have insurance at all. No, no car insurance was needed. I think everybody has to have it now. Yeah, uh, but, but yeah. then it, it was a you didn't have need car insurance in a state. It was one of the few states left where you, it wasn't mandatory to buy car insurance because there was nobody to hit. <laughs> one of the things that I think is kind of crazy about the laws here is that uh, what qualifies as a dwelling, what qualifies as a house, is four walls and a roof. Like that's it. Right. Like, co- like as far as other codes and stuff like that, it doesn't have to meet shit. Wow. Like, like certificate yeah. of occupancy. Uh, yeah. That that kind of. Right. Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of people living in some extreme poverty here. To be honest with you. I know. I know. It was yeah. always that way, and uh, you know, who knows if that'll ever change. Most right. most of those people are uh, uh, Chicanos, uh, indigenous people. Um, not all of them. You, you have no, not of, all. You have, you have poor white people, but they've way. been they've been greatly affected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, they always are. They, yeah. they, they. You know, whenever we talk about race relations in America, and I know I don't want to get into this whole political thing, but whenever we talk about it, I always say, you know, we we tend talk in terms of white and black. We never talk <coughs> about Native Americans. Yeah, Chicanos, well, we did, you know, it was. It was it was yeah. just just as horrendous, if not worse. Yeah, because most people don't ever visit New Mexico because they think it's like a foreign country. They don't even think it's part of America. Well, and South Dakota has quite a large Native population as well. The, they have the Sioux tribes up there. Right. And um, so, I mean, I've lived a lot of places where there was a, a lot of Native population. And uh, I've had a lot of friends that are Native. And I know a lot. Uh, more about the truth of what went on in those days, and and it's it's like heartbreaking. Yeah, it, yeah. it really, uh, you know, there there's there's no way to express like what what we did what, what we did, and sometimes still do to those people. Well, know, here here's my take on it. I don't I want to make the white man to to be the devil. I think there's two sides to every story, and because white people wrote the history books, we're hearing the white people's side of the story all the time. Right. Uh, right. But uh, if you look at the reality of it, you know, conflict happens. There's good and bad on both sides. Now, I'm not saying wiping a, a race of people out pretty much and putting them on uh, little tracts of land and saying, accept this, this is what you get for losing the war right. is, is the right thing. It's a terrible thing. But, right, there's nothing fair about what happened. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. Uh, you know, conquering and taking over. You know, um, you know, uh, those things I think were were destined to happen. You know right. what I mean? As far as as far as America becoming what it is today, but how it became that, and 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 the secrets that we kept to make it that way. Uh, I think, or, you know, because I think, I think that if people knew some of what, some of the dishonesty that was happening, I don't think they would have been okay with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know, that's part of human nature too. And last night I had, um, 
a, a guy on who's a uh, he's a rapper from from Denmark. Uh, Dean's with us. Let's say let's let's say hello to Dean. Dean. Hello, Dean. Hello, Dean. Hey, how's hello, it going? Dean. All right. Well, hey, according, according to you, not... according to you, it's not going well. The stream keeps breaking up, but I'm not sure. No, I have to go to Facebook because that's the only way to watch it. Really? Oh, yeah. on Twitch, it's breaking up. At the yeah, beginning, when I first started watching yesterday on Twitch, it was it was a little shoddy in the beginning, but then but then it just it didn't I didn't have any problems at all. But the audio was a little uh, scratchy, I, I guess. Oh, scratchy! Ooh. Yeah, uh, like like poppy or whatever. Like no, that's coming, Dean. Like, that's Dean's fault. Dean 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 is responsible. I don't know why because uh, Brett's stream is always like no problem. I don't know. Because you right. were on, because you're not on Breadstream. You you were on. No, on, I was on Breadstream. Well, I wasn't oh. on. No, I was. Oh, I was watching. No, you so, were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now that now that Dean's here, I want to I want to clear up something from yesterday. So uh -oh. there was. Okay. I don't know if you guys know this, but we were dying in the comments section because I, when I switched to Twitch. My my Twitch ID is Polar Bear nineteen eighty one. Oh yeah, like, and I kept identifying. You're like, who's Polar Bear? And I kept identifying myself. And then everybody in the, everybody else in the chat was identifying like it's Conway. And like, I know. And every time I, even, you even notice something, it was like, dude, we were dying. We we're like, we we're like, I don't know how many times we got to tell him. I know it Carl took me like in. it took me like fifteen times to figure it out. But then I finally yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, it was great. But I did promise. I did promise to tell um, how I got this nickname of Polar Bear. Okay. Would you like okay. to know? Yes, of course. Okay. Yeah. It's it, it's a story that happened when I was in jail. Uh, <laughs> this is a long time ago. But um, when you're in jail, they like do morning med pass or whatever, and they're really strict about things. Like you have to be up and ready. And I had told my roommate. That the, my cellmate that morning, like, hey, make sure to keep the door open so that I can hear them yell for med pass because I was laying down or whatever. And he left the door open like this much, right? And I didn't hear him call med pass. And when I woke up, I woke up really panicked because I knew that I had overslept. I knew I knew that I was more rested than I should be. And I went out to the officer's desk. The op they, there was a pod officer on that on that block. And I went up to his desk and I was like, did they do med pass in here already? And he was like, yeah, they already did it. And I could like, it's, it's, you know, floor to ceiling. It's just windows, you know? And so I could see out to the central pod and I see the nurse with her little med cart right out there by the central pod. And I was like, well, Hey, I see the nurses right there. Can she just come in and give me my meds please? Because like I told my, my cellmate to keep the door open. He didn't really keep it open. I didn't hear it. And he was, he's like, well, I'll call out there, but she's probably not going to come in here. Because like I knew, they were strict about their policy. So he calls out there, and I can see her shaking her head no, you know, and he hangs up the phone, and he's like, she's not going to come back in here. And I was like, look, man, I'm, I'm not on some, like, fluffy freaking meds here. I'm fucking bipolar. I need to have my medication. Like, if I don't have my medication, we're all going to have a bad fucking day, you know? <laughs> And he's like, well, I don't know what to tell you. I already called out there. She said no. And I pounded on the desk. And I was like, look, man, I'm fucking bipolar and I need my fucking medication. And fucking, he was like, you need to calm down or you're going to go to the shoe. 
And I was like, I'm not going to fucking calm down because I'm fucking bipolar. You know, and I fucking just start really freaking out. And so the guard <laughs> is like, everybody locked down, you know, and so they're going to no. take me to the shoot. <laughs> so he hits a little button that tells the other officer outside to come into the unit. Now, I know this officer. I've been at this point, I've been in uh, jail probably about six or seven months trying to settle my case. Right. And so the officers all know me very well. They know that I don't really cause trouble. And I'm still bitching at the guard that wouldn't, you know, allow me to get my meds as this other officer comes in. And I just offered my hands to him. Not really, you know, I'm talking to this guy and I offer my hands up front and he doesn't make me turn around or nothing. And he cuffs me up front. So as we're going, we leave the unit and as we're going down the corridor to go to the elevator, to go down to where the shoe is, uh, which is a special housing unit. It's like jail for jail basically is what the shoe is. And uh, so we're going down this corridor and I'm, I'm really like, I'm, I'm, I know I fucked up, but like, I just, I don't understand what I could have done different. You know what I mean? Like, like my head is spinning basically. And this, this officer, by the way, I would like to mention his name was Doppenberg. He's the largest officer that Minnehaha County had to offer. Okay. The dude was a fucking tree. All right. This guy is on my right. And this Ned Flanders looking officer is on my left and we're walking down the corridor. I'm cuffed up front. And I say to Officer Doppelberg, I said, don't you understand? If I just would have got my medication, none of this would have happened. And he was like, no, Conway, I guess I don't understand. And I don't know what it was about the indifference of his answer, but it like just snapped that switch inside of me. And I said, well, maybe you should. And I just jammed him into the wall, just body checked him like a motherfucker. And he grabs me by the shoulders and starts trying to like push me down. And I grabbed him by this muscle right here, the pectoral muscle, because I had my hands up here. I grabbed him by that pectoral muscle and threw my leg out and just tossed him to the ground. But I couldn't. I couldn't like balance myself because my hands were together. So I fell to the ground also. So the Ned Flanders looking dude pins my arms to my chest and Doppenberg gets up. I kicked him in the knee. I kicked him in the groin and I kicked him in the throat and laid him out, just laid him out. And then by this time, guards are coming from everywhere. I mean, like every freaking, they're coming out of like parts of the corridor that I didn't even know were doors and literally, like, they flip me over onto my belly. They're jerking on my arms. And I'm like, and they're like, stop resisting, you know, because they want me to cuff up. And then the Ned Flanders dude is like, he is cuffed. And they're like, they stop. Everybody stops for just a second. And they look over at Doppenberg and they're like, then how the fuck did that happen? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what the hell? <clears throat> and so they take me to the shoe or whatever. And now, I tell you that so I can tell you about 18 months later, 18 months later, I'm in prison now, and I see this dude that I did some county time with, and we're in the rec building, and he goes, polar bear, and I'm like, 
Nah. And, and it's like he's looking at me, and he's like, the polar bear Conway. <laughs> and I was like, what? Is, why are you calling me that, dude? He goes, he goes, you remember that day in county where you attacked the guard? And I said, yeah. He goes, well, I was asleep that morning. I didn't know anything about what happened. But his cell shared a wall with the corridor. And he heard just this massive banging around, which was me fighting with the guard in the, in the corridor. And so when he wakes up, he comes out of his cell into the block and he goes up to one of the older native cats and he says, what the hell happened this morning? And this native fellow looked at him. He said, uh, some white guy was hollering around about how he was a polar bear, so they took him to the shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Bipolar polar bear. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that story, Dean, if you could flip sideways, if you can, because uh, I, I like the hey. yellow, I like the yellow shorts and all, but well, let's prevent that from. <laughs> but, <laughs> Um, that story has a little bit of Ron White in it. Uh, the you know his uh, <laughs> potato sa tater salad. Yeah, story. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I could just yeah. see like thirty years later, you're in New York City, and some cop is like bringing stuff up. Are you William the Polar Bear? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you end up getting a lot of nicknames in prison. Really, if, if you're in there, if you're in there for any amount of time, you end up having quite a few. Like my my first nickname in prison was Radio, because uh, we when we, when you go into the fish tank you don't have you don't have radios you don't have television or whatever, and uh, I was in there for like three days and then my cellmate was just a parole violator so they took him out so I'm in my cell all by myself and I would just sing songs to myself to like fill the time, and then uh, one day my neighbor uh, asked me to sing. And uh, the next thing I know, I'm getting requests from the whole cell block. And I was just singing out into the cell block. I'd get up by my door and like every night after chow for like probably about eight or nine days when I was in the fish tank, I would sing to the whole cell block after the evening chow. And so they called me radio. They would be like, where's the radio at? Turn the radio on. Pretty cool. That's a good yeah. thing to be known as. So, yeah, turn on your radio. Turn yeah. On, yeah. yeah. Um. Wow. So, did you get any big, any uh, like long, uh, lasting trouble for that? Like, get time added on for that uh, little outburst with the guards? You know, it's a it's very interesting that you asked that because so that was the second physical altercation that I had had in county. I had had uh, a fight with an inmate that I had had previously, like in my like first, like 30, 60 days, something like that. Um, and I did more time for that in the shoe. I did more shoe time for that fight with the inmate than I did for that attack on the guard. But um, I think, I think that they were really trying to avoid me pursuing them, not giving me my meds because if, if I had pursued them, uh, for, like, because this is my psychotropic medication, right. you know what I mean? And like, um, you know, it's not like uh, it wasn't putting anybody out for that lady to come in and give me the medication that they that they their doctors say I need. 
You know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, like, so I think that they felt like maybe uh, they they took it easy on me because they kind of looked at the situation as a whole. You yeah. know. And you, and you had a, a temporary insanity excuse built in. <laughs> a little bit, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, that's kind of interesting, though, because I would I would assume that you probably got gotten some added on time for that kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, did, did you learn your lesson and get up on time for the meds the next day? <laughs> I mean, they just in the shoe they just bring them to you and open your little port door, all right, because you don't need that room. Right. Gotcha. <laughs> so. Dean is taking his med one talk one take over the one talk over the line, sweet Jesus. Is uh what Jamie is saying. Well here, I'll I'll join you. I got a little I got a little medication myself. That's not right. It's not right because I have to wait. And so it's not right. You guys are doing this without me. I'm so um, sorry. Yeah. So uh before you told us that story and before Dean came on, Dean you fucking pothead. Um, um, I was about to tell you about last night on the program because it's uh, eye-opening for me. Guy was a Danish rapper, hip-hop, in Danish hip-hop guy, who uh, was from Palestine, went to uh, Denmark as a kid. His family was a refugee. They ended up in Denmark. Now, he can't become a citizen of anything. He can't go back to Palestine, Lebanon, or any of those places because he's a refugee, has no citizenship there. Denmark won't let him become a citizen. So he got into gangs. He became a gang member in Denmark. Now, Denmark, Bloods and Crips and stuff. When I think of Denmark, gangs doesn't come to mind. I think of gangs. I think of L.A., Chicago. Maybe even Albuquerque might have gangs, but you don't think of it in Denmark. So that was an eye-opening to me. This guy was a gang leader at 11 and 12 years old and was sort of a, and was in the papers as a spokesman, a leader for this Muslim refugee movement because they were, you know, they had absolutely no rights. He still has no rights to this day. He can't leave Denmark. He has no passport or anything. He can't leave the country, but he's not a citizen, so he can't go any place where he could be a citizen. Now, see, that don't make no sense. Right. If you're not if you're not going to get to do citizenship, you should at least allow him to leave. Right. Get you yeah, should welcome him leaving. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like get on, get on out. Yeah. That, I mean that to me that's supremely stupid because it, it that like where's the sensibility in that at all? Did you do the interview? Because I was seen online like it was aborted. You don't speak Danish. Did you? Did it end up happening? Um, I don't know. I don't. He became. He went to jail. For, no, but did you do the interview? Yeah, huh? last night. Oh, yeah. Okay. Guy yeah. On last night. Yeah, yeah. You, you guy. Uh, he went to jail. Uh, I think he killed somebody. I don't know. But the name of his book is "We, Be- we Instead We Became Evil," uh, but it's all about his life. Getting into the uh, gangs at 11 or 12 years old, becoming a leader, becoming known as because he didn't start out, you know, be committing crimes and stuff. He came, started out by going to the city council to speak up for the Muslim at 11 or 12 years old. 
to speak up for this community that had no rights whatsoever. They were refugees and saying how they were being mistreated by everybody. And that led to him being seen as a troublemaker in the press all the time. And then the people in the neighborhoods started attacking him. Now, this is where it gets really mind-blowing for me. He said the Nazis came out and there were, in the town that he's in, a large faction of real Nazis, not like neo-Nazis, but people wearing swastikas, marching, goose-stepping, and beating up the Muslims, and they were being uh, supported by the local police. Like, they didn't have any problem with the Nazis. Real Nazis. I'm like, That's not surprising at all. Even, like, in, like even in America, they don't care about the Nazis. Like, I've been to Nazi protests, and the real Nazis there, white supremacists, the police were backing them up. Right. That's good Portland, Oregon. And right. I'm sure it happened in New York, too. Yeah, no, that, you're absolutely right. It did happen in New York not too long ago. Like, um, over this, in the springtime, there was a Nazi rally or something, and the police were protecting the Nazis from the people who were protesting Nazis having a, a rally. But these guys were actually committing violence, and the police were just letting them beat the hell out of the Muslim people. And, um, so it, it was just mind-blowing. But then, you know, this he became a rapper, Got out of it because somebody they tried to kill him. The Nazi there was an attempt on his life, a, a, assassination attempt when he got out of jail, and uh, basically he decided to get out of the life. Became a rapper. Important. That's why. Oh, yeah. Slayman, did you ever I hear? I need to go back and listen, my dog. I have to listen to this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, uh, it it was mind blowing to me. Just all the stuff. Now he's written a book about it, and. He, uh, the guy who he's written a book about is a, a black guy who's from Boston who was kind of moved by his story uh, and kind of sees correlation between, you know, Black Lives Matter and, and all the stuff that they're going through uh, in, in America and, and a correlation there. But to me, there's, this guy's story was so fascinating and, uh, and it's just mind-blowing to me because I didn't know any of this. I, you think about Nazism. I think okay, Germany. I could see they still have Nazi factions. Yeah, they're sure in Germany still. In Eastern Europe, I yeah, I didn't know about Denmark, but Europe is lots of Nazis. I always so, think of Denmark as like a peaceful, you know, cold. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. And uh, actually, I'm pretty sure that Germany actually uh, they don't even allow the Nazi flag to be flown in Germany. No, yeah. but they have uh, Nazis there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right, right, right. But what I'm saying is, like, I don't, I don't think they're uh, very supportive of it or whatever. But, but the reason, um, part of why I wanted to bring that up though is that so the Nazi flag's not allowed in Germany. So do you know what the Nazis over there fly? Uh, the American flag. Well, they have a party flag. called the M MP, the Nationalist Party. They often they can... fly the Confederate flag. The Confederate flag, and, yeah. uh, But there's also different runes, you know, different Nordic runes the Nazis co-opted, and they use some of those. Wow. I've been in anti-Nazi protests in Germany, like, several times, and, yeah, yeah. they're finding runes and stuff. Wow. Rooms, rooms, uh, rooms. Like, yes. yes, I got it. Yeah. Like writing, ancient like Celtic magic. writing. Yes, yeah. got it. What's that blue thing we're looking at in the corner of your shot? Um, the blue thing. 
The blue, yeah, right up by, but no, in, up by the camera, front, closer to the camera. It looks like a urine. It looks like a a urinal. No. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The, oh, was it his coffee cup? I think it was his uh, coffee, coffee cup. cup. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. my coffee cup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, stop with that shot, please. Please. <laughs> <laughs> First <laughs> trap. Oh my god! Now, because we don't, yeah, we don't want to see underwear. I'm not sure that. No, I I get it. My god. Uh, anyway, are you guys uh, Janis Joplin fans? Are you a Janis? Yes, Joplin? I'm excited for your guest today. I've uh, and my my wife. I'm she's working. Otherwise, she'd be watching the show. But um, uh, my wife is a huge Janis Joplin fan. So. Well, she just disappeared. She was here waiting to come in. Now her camera went to black, so we're gonna wait a few minutes to see if that comes. Oh, okay. um, you know, if it comes back on. I don't know what happened there. Uh, I know she's connecting from a phone. Dean, you're on a phone, right? I'm yeah. also on a phone. Everybody's on a phone except for me. I I should get on a phone. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it looks like I've lost it completely now. Like it's it's not connected. Lisa, may if Lisa, if you can hear me. You might want to uh, leave the room and come back in. And uh, yeah, you go. That's what you just did. Anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, Slayman and Dart is uh, were the two guys on. Now, have you ever heard of Slayman? Because apparently, Dean, he's big in Denmark as a rapper. Now, this is uh, surprising to me. To you know, rap Danish rap. I said, I do you rap in him? His heroes are like Tupac and Jay Z and like. Tupac, it's not Tupac. Tupac. God, Tupac. Yeah, right? Tupac. Tupac. God. One pack. That's because you're mm. a one pack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got I got one in my pack. Yeah. Lisa Polizzi is with us. Hello, Lisa. Morning, Lisa. Hello. <laughs> For people who don't know, Lisa is one of the hardest working uh, young ladies in show business today. Uh, she has... Uh, about 700 bands that she actually runs and manages. And one of the, the most, uh, I guess the pearl of her uh, bands is the Janis Joplin Experience, which is a tribute. And she does some really amazing um, channeling of Janis Joplin. Lisa, welcome. Ah, uh, Thank you. Hi. Right. How so, come I can't see you? <laughs> you can't see us? No, I only see myself. That's oh. weird. I don't know. I don't know. That's never happened to me. Has that ever There's... happened to you guys? I, I'm not on a phone. Dean, Dean. Well, I'm on a laptop, but there are all like three little dots here. Should I click those? I don't want to click I, you know what? You're kind of fortunate you don't, you didn't see that shit. Yeah, because... you're you're really you're really fortunate. I want to introduce you to William Conway, uh, who is up Hello. on a. Uh, he's a comedian from Grants, New Mexico. Actually, originally from Sioux Falls. Oh, actually, from Iowa, but then South Dakota and now uh, <laughs> New Mexico. And Dean, I'm, who's a Dean, is our resident. Down, down, um, down. I guess sometimes co-host, sometimes just like drama queen, sometimes pain in the ass, and often a uh, guy in his underwear. Uh, I'm not wearing my underwear. I know you're not you're wearing your underwear. You're not I'm wearing any shoes. underwear. So then, de if you're not wearing any underwear, definitely don't uh, scroll down. So Lisa, <laughs> uh, Lisa, what's going on with you with with uh, your schedule now? You are, uh, as I mentioned, you have so many bands. How 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 do you manage it all and and keep it like? Uh, well, I wasn't like 
four or five at a time. I cut it down to two. <laughs> oh, really? I do like, um, you know, fill in spots, but my schedule is usually so full. I don't even have time to like fill in with other bands anymore, but um, I do a lot of solo shows. Um, I have my cover band, Lisa Plizzy Band, which I started in uh, 2013. But those guys, they actually have a separate band. Um, they're in a metal band called Riot Act, and they're on tour in the UK right now. So I'm, I'm doing a lot of solo stuff until they get back. Wow, your band left you. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. Well, uh, now, how often is the, is the Janice thing going or working? Um, we're doing pretty good. I mean, we, we're lucky we do once a one, month maybe, but I don't want to water it down either. Um, we're playing this Saturday in Patchogue. Uh, what, the Patchogue Theater? No, uh, 89 North. 89 North. I'm surprised yeah. that place oh, is still on. open because it, it, it had changed ownership now. Uh, yeah. Kevin Sheehan, who yes. is, he's, it's like, a, he's like monopolizing the yeah. clubs on Long Island. Like he's buying up everything that's not a beach hut. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, who's on the bill with you? Is it just is it just a Janice experience? Um, no, actually, uh, on before us is uh, an ACDC tribute. I know it's a weird uh, lineup, but right. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's super cool. That yeah. is cool. Now, uh, with the tribute thing, I'm noticing uh, a lot of bands who who are doing the tribute thing are really taking off, but they're becoming touring acts as if you know like the like the acts that they're tributing to and but a lot of lucrative stuff in that i mean playing some really big uh, uh some guys i know just did an amphitheater in philadelphia or, or in pennsylvania somewhere they sold out to uh eight thousand people in an amphitheater oh wow uh, are, are you yeah. are there was a band from japan with like a ramones trivia band and they toured over the world right. playing the ramones so yeah. what about that, Lisa? I mean, is uh, is that in, in cards for you? I, I know how difficult it is to kind of get, yeah. Know, like even with your cover band, those guys had an offer to go on tour in the UK and blah, 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 and they got. Yeah. With yeah. the Jan Janice, is that an issue to kind of put together uh, a tour uh, like that? No. <laughs> Sorry about my dogs. But, is um, that the band? <laughs> That's Elvis and Scooby. <laughs> wow, you're getting attacked. Yeah. My tenant closed the door downstairs and heard it. The dog doesn't want you to go on tour, I guess. Yeah, I think that's, that's what triggered. That's what triggered the, the word tour. But is that is that a possibility to actually put together? <laughs> yeah, if I had the right agent, definitely. Um, we have one agent. Her name is Gwen. She gets us into like um, upstate New Jersey. That's as far as we've gotten so far. Right. Uh, you know, are there? Because there is one other Janice thing that in the United States that is kind of big like that. And, and... yeah, well, you had the guys come here. <laughs> you had the um the play on Broadway. I mean, I auditioned for that. I got uh, three callbacks, but um, the one who uh, does it is Mary Bridget Davies. Um, I think right now they have it in like going on in uh Japan or something. Not with her. Of course, it's right. um. A Japanese. Uh, yeah, I would love I, to hear how um, how they sing Janice in Japanese. <laughs> well, I I was just talking about a guy who raps. He's a Danish rapper, and it's like oh, that's got to be weird. I mean, so and I I never got an answer to the question: Do you rap in English or do you rap in Danish? Because rapping in Danish that would have sound really weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, but uh, no, go ahead. You guys got something to say? Well, I have a I question. Go ahead. 
Oh, okay. So Lisa, so being being uh, a Janice Joplin tribute, do you, are you more careful eating ham sandwiches? <laughs> ham sandwiches. Right. <laughs> and I'm trying to think like, what, the, what that's referring to. What oh, isn't that what she choked on? I thought no, that's what that she was choked Mama on. Cass from the Mama's was Mama it Mama Cass that choked on a sandwich? Yes. Yeah, that would make more sense. Oh, yeah, Janice but, was alcoholism, wasn't it? But no, Janice died of an overdose or something, Heroin. right? Yeah. Yeah. Heroin. Yeah, okay. yeah. See, I always thought she was the same. I thought the, the rumor was that they all died choking on vomit, like Jimi Hendrix. All well, of I mean, Janice. you do, kind of, yeah. I mean, that's what happens when you OD. Or that's part, you know, that's one of the things that yeah. if you're not careful. But they all, the 27 was the, yeah. the number that they were all why is the dog angry the dog is never, I've talked to you this yeah. way before and the dog has never been angry why is the dog angry he said true come here <laughs> my goodness yeah yeah she's angry um, now when we played at catch German before, then. what I've been to German rap concerts Rap in German. If it's in German, why not Danish? Oh, is Danish in Danish they speak German. I thought there was a. a no, I mean it's similar. Why not? If you can rap in German. Um, that's what that's what it would sound like to me. Uh, uh, Lisa, when we played at uh Catch. Venetian Shores uh, on, I think it was right after a Fourth of July weekend. You came yeah. up and, and sat in with us. Now, my brother was there from out of state. Who he's uh, he's never seen me perform before. Oh, wow, and, that's nice. Really? And, yeah, he never never saw me with with a band before. And you came up and you did uh, two Janice songs, and plus you did some other stuff. But he he asked me, why do you have? Because uh, you know there were lots of other guest singers that came up that night. He said. Why do you have so many uh, uh, singers in the band? I said, they're not all in the band. We just like to have people up. He said, yeah. the girl who did Janice, he said, because uh, that's why I brought up the other Janice tribute. He's in, in, in um, North Carolina, and he saw a Janice tribute there. And he oh, said, okay. the, girl, the girl you had doing the Janice stuff, that was the best I've ever seen. I felt like, and he's old enough, like he's 70 years old. He's old oh. enough to have seen Janice Joplin. He said, that was the best I've ever seen. And he said, she she was just fabulous. She and I think I I was standing next to you and I was like looking at you like you you were channeling. I mean, it's I don't want to get too. You were channeling the Janice energy like it, it, like nobody's ever seen it before. So I just want to let you know that people were uh, just amazed by how you become Janice. Now you're too young to have ever experienced yeah. that. So where she does that come from? Before I was born, yeah. Yeah, you got to be careful, Matt, because you're you're making her face about as red as her hair. That's cool. <laughs> but, no, I, I, Lisa has sung with us many, many times, but uh, that that night was like very magical. But the, really, where where did you? Where, how were you able to become Janice, having never actually experienced that? Like you're way too young to have ever experienced that. I don't know. I think I just absorb things. Um... You feel it. I tell Mikey all the time, sometimes I think your head is going to turn around because you look like you are having, you know, an out-of-body experience. Like, you, like well, I used the word channeling, and yeah. it sounds goofy, yeah. but that's it. I mean, you, you'd be 
you're not Lisa Polizzi anymore. You spiritually become somebody else. Oh, I feel it. Actually, there was this, you know, Katie's in Smithtown. It's supposedly haunted, right? Right. And uh, we did a gig there back in March. Now, I've had my glasses of wine before, so I'm not even going to say that was the reason. But the next day after the Janice show, I didn't remember anything from the night before. Wow. And I talked to my guys. I even asked them, I said, did I pay you? Said, no, why? You didn't get paid? I said, I remember nothing. They said, well, you still fine. I was like, I don't remember. And then I'm looking for my salad that I had. Supposedly, I didn't finish it the night before. Me and James, we stopped um, at Subway, and I had a salad in the car. I woke next morning, next afternoon, looking for it. And I said, where's my salad? He's like, I don't know. And I found the uh, container in the garbage. And he's like, yeah, and you ate my Chinese food. I said, no, I didn't. He said, yes, you did. <laughs> wow. And one glass of wine can't do that. No. No, I had one, but I always, me and Mike, my guitar player, we always share a bottle of wine while we're drinking. But that was the first time where I just didn't remember anything the next day. So right. I'm thinking it had to do with that Katie's, I don't know, it was so weird. <laughs> yeah, there is a weird energy in there. And, you know, what's weird about that club, people not on Long Island don't understand uh, or never seen Katie's. Katie's is a, uh, they have a really high stage and a really low ceiling. So it's like they yeah. put you in a box. It's kind yeah. of weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. I've been on stages that, like, yeah, it puts you, like, just six inches maybe from the rafter. Yeah, the, the stage is, like, five feet high. And then the ceiling is, like, seven feet above the stage. So it looks like it looks really weird, yeah. it feels like. And it, feel, it has a weird feeling that you're boxed in. But there is a yeah. ghost story about that place. It's like the yeah. comedy store. Like, there's, there's spirits in there. Uh, yep. Now, I want to talk about, um, because you're, people look at you and they think, well, you know, gigging, how, that's an easy life. But I know what you really go through with all the phone calls. Yeah. All, you, you just talked about paying the band. That, yeah. It's no small thing to keep the business part of that together. Right. And most people who do what you do have somebody doing that for them. They have an agent. Yeah. But you do it all yourself. You put the I bands know. together. You yeah. manage the rehearsal schedules. You book the gigs. Yep. You, all that kind of stuff. Tell, give people some idea of what that life is. Um, it's a lot of stress. Uh, you constantly like certain places you got to maybe every couple of months, just keep messaging them. Like for instance, I, I've been singing at this place in Greenport called Billy's and I've been singing there for the past five years, like every Thursday, every other Thursday. So I, they gave me Thursdays, but I had originally messaged her like years prior. And then one day out of the blue, she's like, I was scrolling through my messages. She was, I needed somebody last minute. I came across your message. You want to try it? And then they've had me. But it took that long for her to get back to me, like a year or so later. <laughs> wow. And then, you know, like you said, paying the band, like a lot of times, because I want to make sure my guys get taken care of. There's been, you know, the gigs where sometimes you're shorted pay or you're doing a fundraiser or it's a festival that doesn't pay. I pay my guys out of pocket, you know, just to make sure they're taken care of. So, you know, certain things are worth doing that for, you know. Um, and then there's the um, the last minute fill-in situations where, say, my guitar player, my bass player, oh, my God, I forgot, you know, I, my me and my wife had this. So I'm like two days before the even day of gig, it's happened. Uh, can you fill in with my band tonight? 
not. Yeah, uh, William, I'm going to mute you for a second. What is noise going on back there? Um, you, that is the worst thing for me. Is uh, and I'm I've just about had it. I said this yeah. to Mikey uh, recently. It's like I got to those gigs where you, especially the drummer, when the drummer is a sub and doesn't really know your material, it's just like, it's so difficult. It's a, it's hard. Yeah. It changes everything. Yeah. And we do that a lot. And it's too often and it, it yeah. kills. Um, now with, with the guys, you know, that had to be pretty frustrating for you to the Lisa Polizzi band is on yeah. tour. Uh, when did, how often, you know, did they do that a lot and leave you kind of like, no, this is their uh, first tour. They were supposed to tour, um, when the pandemic started, they were supposed to go to Japan and that got canceled. Um, the, their one guitar player passed away, Luke Cavaris. He was one of the original members of Riot. Right. I remember. Um, of our big. So Riot is um, a band that my other, my last guitar player, Rick Ventura, was also in. So he kind of like revamped it into Riot Act and they have like new material. But this is their first tour since the pandemic. So they're going to be back. Um, they're going to be back for September 9th and 10th when I have a gig with them. Then they're leaving again for another tour. And then they'll be back in November. <laughs> wow. wow. Uh, yeah, that, that that's. Uh, so are they recording? They recorded their album already, yeah. Mm -hmm. wow. I think it's called Into the Flame. I think that's what it's called. Are they younger people? No, oh, they're not. They're like they're middle-aged, right? They're older than me. <laughs> yeah, every everybody's so, older than you. Even older. Dean's older than you. <laughs> Dean, you're older than you. I'm 43. See? You're older than everybody. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, yeah, no, so that's interesting because most people... I don't know. That's an old, old place to be before to be still in that chasing the uh, the original band. Yeah, you know all that kind of stuff. Well, they're uh, they're actually really big overseas. The the whole riot thing. I know. Yeah, I, uh, Hank Porter is big over in my alter ego. Hank Porter. I I had five <laughs> in two thousand four. I had five million downloads in Japan. Five million. Of, of, so I was like, "Wow, maybe I should go over there and and see." <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. Why, why would you not want to tap into that demographic? Well, because touring uh, and Lisa, you know, the the big part of you know transportation, equipment, all that kind of stuff, setting up venues. Not every venue is going to have their own sound system. Right. Uh, all that kind of stuff. It's just that. Yeah, you don't want to lose money either. If you lose money, it's bad. Right. A lot of people lose money. Yep. Do you, right. Does that yeah. happen with you, Lisa? You lose money sometimes on a gig because of uh, things you mentioned, like uh, getting shorted and you, all the crap you deal with with venue yeah. owners. From time to time, like, but those gigs, I I take them. Like, say, you know, these festivals. Um, we did one fest. Oh, we did the um, food festival at the Tanger Outlet. Yeah, it wasn't paying. I was like, you know what, the guy, the the booking agency, he was like, oh, if you do for free, I'll have you back next year. Well, this is next year. I didn't get asked back, but I did right. it for free, wow. and I paid my guys out of pocket. Right, that's a yeah. that sucks, and I we do that a lot, and people don't, it, you know, that I just kind of people would look at what what you do and think, wow, that she's got an easy life. She only works uh, four hours a day. Uh, a couple of days a week. That's an easy life. I'd like that. All the <laughs> headaches and crap that go. Yeah. So, uh, 
Now, every most people who are doing tribute bands are signing with agencies. What's the, why? Why do you keep it? Why are you holding on to the control of it and all that? No, stuff? I don't want to. I, I wish somebody would take us on. <laughs> oh, I could, I could, I could definitely uh, have some agents because I do. You know, every, for whatever reason, a lot of tribute bands get in touch with me. Can you help me with my promo video or editing the promo video and websites and that? So I, I have quite a few contacts with those guys who are booking tribute they're not based in new york most of them are based in new jersey because that's what i want yeah i want off the island with it yeah that you know that would be a great thing now i was showing because it's still on youtube even though we have massive copyright strikes uh, on being lisa polizzi the series that i think we shot or we have seven six. episodes that will yeah that maybe will it's, yeah six or seven yeah yeah yeah, uh, we're showing that and getting some great responses from people who follow this program. And that's what, what, you know, I should have Lisa on in the morning. Now, that got canceled because we were on Roku and I was getting all the sorts copyright, of yeah, copyright yeah. infringements and all that kind of stuff. And they wanted to sue me for uh, $80,000 at one point, And I just, I settled that for like $1,500. Oh, my gosh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so that that's a challenge with doing it. But that still, I think the idea behind that had some potential if we could get like underwriters for it i think it we were starting yeah. to build an audience that was loyal to it and and interested in seeing the behind the scenes stuff yeah uh, yeah 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 and and just kind of getting a feel for what the life is really like um and you're very fortunate i don't know if he's there right now you're very fortunate to have james with you who uh last gig that you got for us uh, was a impromptu Saturday, yeah. Uh, yeah. And all, all of a sudden, James is going out to the car and bringing in a light show. <laughs> yes. He's always got equipment ready he can't to, help himself. at the ready. But it's good to have somebody like that. You know, most people yeah. uh, would would die to have somebody like that, somebody who's so supportive, uh, be be with them to take care of. So you're very fortunate to have. Yeah, we're, we're there. He does all the lugging and everything. Like we're. Stay might have an eight o'clock gig. We're there at six for him to set up. Right. And then you know the band leaves and he's there packing up in the end of the night. So it, a three-hour gig becomes like you know a seven-hour gig. <laughs> it always is. That that's what people don't realize. Just because you're playing for three and a half hours or three hours or whatever it is, it's not a three-hour job. It's a fourteen-hour job. <laughs> but so you get yeah. Um, talk to me about um, the costuming for. For the Janice stuff. Now you do, yeah. You, you do the Janice look yourself, right? You, yeah. but yeah, your band, your bandmates do their own stuff, or do you kind yeah, of? They, they just go with their own style. Mike is a a hippie, so he he wears some cool things. Right. The way, <laughs> now, how do you how do you do that? Or do you go trip? Are you shops a thrift? And, yeah, yeah, that's what I. Oh, would I say. love thrift stores. Just yeah. in my everyday life, most of my clothes are thrift. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's interesting stuff. I want. Let me see if I can bring up while uh, you guys talk amongst yourself for a second. While I look up, I'm yeah. going to see if I can find some pictures uh, 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 to show share with the audience here. So yeah, uh, no my my wife uh, my wife and I are huge thrift store shoppers and Goodwill and stuff like that, and you find amazing stuff in those places oh sometimes. Gosh. We Great. we found a business suit for my wife for like 
five dollars or three dollars when like we we were walking by it like it wasn't something that we necessarily needed but it looked so good and it was such a good deal it was like how can we not get this you know i bought the weirdest things just because it was cheap (laughs) yeah yeah sure all right i'm gonna share some of these pictures right now here are Oh no, that's not the wrong. That's the wrong thing. Excuse me, right there. Hold on. Stop sharing. I can't that. even see it. <laughs> you can't see it. That's good. That's weird. I don't know uh, why. Um, share screen. Chrome tab. Here it is. Facebook. Right there she is. There you go. Here's. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, black and white version. Up uh, there you go. Now that the next one doesn't seem to be Janice, it seems to be a, a '60s hippie look, but it doesn't look like Janice. This is a oh, different. 80, one. Oh, the '89 North, where I have like yes, yes. yeah, yeah. Um, I did a wardrobe change, and then I came out and did Jefferson Airplane, so I, I changed. Oh, my... okay. <laughs> right, you also do Grace Slick. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, this is the Lisa Polizzi band. I want to get to some more Janice picks though. From, uh, I know I have some some. Uh, big shows that one that uh, I don't even know if it's still in existence. That's James. Um, the the place here you go, Janice on the couch here. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, there was a the place in Bayshore, like Railroad Avenue or something, really big, gigantic uh, hall, and you did a show there, the Janice show. And we featured that on the on the television show. Oh uh, uh, yeah, where was that? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I don't even. I can't remember the name of the place. I don't even think it's still open anymore. But it was a gigantic. Uh, <laughs> those are great shots. Oh yeah, those, good. Are, I should slow saddle, down on those saddle I should, shots are great. Yeah, that's so cute. <laughs> yeah, Lisa can't see these to describe no. these two. Oh yeah, really weird. Um, yeah, I can't. I don't know why you can't can't see I them, don't but know. like I'm afraid to touch them. Like I have a. Let me see. If I touch three dots, no, it doesn't do nothing. If I scroll down, it just hmm. says, you're on the show. That's all it says. <laughs> wow. I promise you're here. Well, anyway, here we've, we've seen some. But uh, I just wanted to give, oh, here. There's a clip I could play. This is. I'm going to get in trouble for this. But what the hell? Let's do it anyway. Fucking uh, um, bad. Yeah, there it is. What the hell? I mean, I could always uh, mute it later on, but...
See that? Yeah, let me yeah. let me in it. So right there, you you saw a little bit of uh, you became somebody else. That wasn't you at the end there. Where you, you it's like what a spiritual transformation there. It's just, uh, unusual. Now that band, the band has been together. That yet you haven't had any personnel changes with that band. That's the band's been together since you started, right? For a couple years. The first year, actually, the first few shows, I had a different lineup every show <laughs> for the first Re- year. Oh, really? Yeah, but Mike, Mike, the guitar player, was always part of it, right? Not from the beginning. I had, really? um, yeah, my first guitar player was Johnny Mac. Oh yeah. And then the second one was John Hassett. <laughs> and both of them <laughs> left. Um, there just wasn't enough gigs for them, and I said, "Well, I'm not going to water it down." So. That's always the problem. Yeah, is is. Um with keeping guys in, interested in, in the project is mm-hmm. keeping them working enough. Yeah. And with the tribute thing, you can't, you can't work every weekend with that on no. Long Island. Unless you, unless you get off the Island and get, you know, start at least uh, tri-state area stuff. You can't yeah. be working enough to keep people in, in I mean, interested. Janis Joplin said it herself in an interview. Um, somebody asked her why she left, you know, Port Arthur, Texas to go to like Los Angeles. And um, or California, that's where it was happening. She's like, well, you can only play to the same twenty people so much, you know. <laughs> right, right, yeah. I feel that a hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> See, William gets on a bus to go perform co- comedy a thousand, fifteen hundred miles from from where he, <laughs> he takes. A yeah, a thousand, about a thousand miles. Yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. Uh, so he knows that life all too well. I mean, and. Yeah. It is, you know, they they say even Jesus wasn't a hit in his hometown. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and do you get recognized if you're uh like you know, local and you're out somewhere that people say, "Oh, you're Janice, you're Janis Joplin," or <laughs> it, it's happened. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You That's gotta get, be cool. Yeah. No, it would be very cool. Uh, you should get some underwriting from some of these thrift stores that are, you know. I know. Yeah. Yeah, sponsored by whatever. You have to, you have to see the looks like that, like when I'm on the way to the gig, because I I show up to the gig dressed as Janice. I'm already in in my garb. Right. And yeah, that's great. So we have to stop at Seven Eleven to get a soda or something. I walk in, people are like, <laughs> can I get a picture with you? <laughs> that's what right. I would do. I'd be like, can I get a picture with you, quick? <laughs> we get sponsored by a freeze pipe. What's this chick? <laughs> Sponsored by Freeze Pipe, you say, Dean? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, like Joey Diaz, Andy Andrews. They sponsored lots of people. Yeah, I know, but uh, I, I don't know. Was Janice wasn't known as like a a big pothead? <laughs> no, she was, she was known more for Southern Comfort. Than- Southern Comfort. Oh right? yeah. Well, you know what? That was her job. They're bigger than Breach Vibe. Yeah, that much better sponsor. If we could reach out to <laughs> Southern Comfort and say the Janice Chaplin experience sponsored by Southern Comfort. Are you kidding me? That'd be awesome. Yeah. That would be that would be the best case scenario. You know what? Probably. If you need help with that, I'd I'd be glad to help out with that and figuring out how to how to make that approach, writing a letter or whatever. Yeah, no, that would be awesome. I mean, I think that's important. When we used to, uh, back in the oh, 90s, yeah. my buddy Ralph, who calls in every once in a while, he's the guy who sounds like Andrew Dice Clay, um, he ran the Continental Club in Bayshore. And there were bands that used to come in sponsored by Jägermeister or sponsored by Southern Comfort Oil. And they 
they had the best shows because they were underwritten by liquor companies. But it was all about pushing the product at that point. So every yeah. every three songs, let's do a shot of Jaeger, like because they were the sponsor. Uh, right, the shot girls walking around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think I'm gonna do with these three beer shows? Like, let's go get a beer. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So uh, William works at the rodeo grounds in Grants, New Mexico, but they have a show place there. And I said, you know what? I want to go out there and do a show. We should, I know it's a huge thing to get people <laughs> all the way out to New Mexico. A Janis Joplin show. What, 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 would that pack out the rodeo grounds, William? Dude, I think they because you got to remember that they're very like uh, Americana around here. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like they're, you know, this is on the Route 66 and everything like that. So people get people get excited for nostalgia stuff here very yeah. much so yeah that would yeah. be cool to make that happen yeah yeah that would be awesome my my wife would go bananas <laughs> <laughs> I like americana music yeah americana music is it yeah yeah, like yeah. Folk, country yeah the old- yeah janice is more uh, considered classic rock i think than americana it's but, a little bit bluesy, though. Yeah, blues, classic right. rock. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So now, uh, for for the benefit of the audience here, you, you know, other than the Janice stuff, your specialties, uh, you do Grace Slick, but you do you do just about everybody, right? So you go from hard rock. Do you do any um, like Stevie Nicks or any of that kind of yeah. stuff? Yeah. You do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, other other artists that you uh really like to cover. Um, let's see. Um, Patsy Cline, Shania Twain. I throw a little wow. Oh, great yeah, stuff, yeah. Sure. Donna Summer. Um, James yeah, Brown. Great, yeah. Beatles. Um, Cindy Lauper. Madonna. Uh, oh my God. I, I try to appeal to so many different, cause I love all types of music. Right. So like when I do my solo shows where I'm doing to the tracks, it's like, I go from Patsy Klein to Zeppelin. Solo tour. What's the trigger? Is it? Is, is this tour. something? Ha- yeah, we were talking about tours again. <laughs> we're talking about her leaving the house, and they go crazy. Oh, okay, that's what it is. Wow, they yeah, smart they dogs. Walking, they go nuts. Somebody said Spice Girls. Now, I did see when, when you did the um, – now, Farrell's is not open. You did a fundraiser at Farrell's for, like, yeah. a hunger drive or something. Mm-hmm. And you did a lot of Zeppelin stuff on, on that. Yeah. That, that band – that wasn't the Lisa Belize band, though, was it? No. No, I had fill-in guys because it was a charity event. Right. So I got I got right. guys to back me. That, that guy, Warren. Warren yes. was a guitar player. Warren G. Maniac, yeah. Yeah, he he's awesome at the Zepp stuff. Does he do yeah. a Zepp show? Or like a- no, but his girlfriend Cheryl uh, sings Zeppelin, so she'll she'll do that with him usually. Wow. Uh, yeah. Now a lot of girls sing sing Zeppelin. Uh, to me, that's always a little weird because there's no guys that really no guy, guy singers that I see coming out doing Robert Plant. It's always women doing Robert. Very Plant. rarely, yeah. I know. I guess it's a high range. I guess. Yeah, well, guys can do it. Yeah, well, I, I mean, can... even with one testicle, I find it difficult. So, <laughs> and and oddly enough, Dean has three. <laughs> Dean, right? Uh, you, you got three testicles, Dean? No. No. <laughs> do you do you sing any Pink? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I was going to say that. I would definitely. I love Pink. Your... 
Yeah, I think love- Alanis Morissette. Yeah, but I mean, my I have so many songs in my head. That's another thing. Like, I memorize lyrics. I I can't be one of. I'm legally blind, so I can't read and sing. Like, unless I'm gonna have a tablet right in front of my face while I'm singing. You're legally blind. Yeah. Wow, I never so that's knew why that. I memorize everything. Yeah. Right. How the hell do you even get up on stage? Sometimes I'm blinded, but that's another thing. I like to use a wireless so I don't trip over a cord. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's interesting. I never knew that about you. I mean, that... that uh, so, yeah, that's got to make things even more more challenging for uh, keeping stuff together and all that yeah. stuff. So, being legally blind, you're putting on the Janice stuff. How do you know you're doing it right? <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> I have a little. I have a little window in my right eye that I see out of. So I'm like completely blind in the left, and then in my right I have half vision. So wow. I see through the corner oh. of my right eye. Interesting. Oh, I have I have like on my the right corners of each eye. Really? Yeah, I can't see. I don't have any left for peripheral oh, wow. right. Yeah, so I'm like half that. Ah. Uh. Yes, wow. that's why I don't drive. People wonder why I don't drive. Yeah, they don't let me drive either. <laughs> no. I can't remember the last time I went to an eye doctor. <laughs> no, me, I, me neither. I am. I probably. I'm getting more blind by the day, but that's just an age thing. Well, uh, I mean, I know. I know the last time I went for the driving thing, I had a lot of trouble getting getting the vision thing. I was oh yeah, the, the the sign in uh, the motor vehicle department. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I cheat. I cheat. I memorize the thing before I get in there. I will go in and I'll, I'll just scatter around and then I'll look at it and then I'll write it down and I'll go out and I'll memorize it. I'll come back in for when I know I have to do the test and I'm just going by memory. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I know I can't but, see it. But see, like now they have these things you got to put your face on. Like they don't have the thing on the wall anymore. Oh, here they still have the thing on the wall. Oh, do they really? Yeah. yeah. Here well, they got I the thing by. you got to put your face on. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was, but then uh, I had to move my mask. When I, when I moved my mask, my nose sat in there more right, I guess, and then I could see better. But right. So, Lisa, you brought up an interesting thing here because one of my pet peeves is uh, a lot of singers these days. Yeah. A lot of them with the iPhones in front of them or a tablet in front of them. Like nobody wants to even put in the effort to memorize lyrics anymore. Does that that bother you when you see somebody on stage just obviously reading and not connecting? I think that's part of why you are able to lose yourself in a song is that you don't have to read. Yeah. 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 There's a disconnect if you're looking, if you're, you know, concentrating too much right mm-hmm. how can you feel the words if you're reading them you know it yeah and yeah right and, and i get i've gotten to a lot of heated arguments for just saying it drives me crazy to see somebody yeah. reading lyrics i don't pay to see somebody read or even cheap music i mean and music stands and all that stuff and i know in some classical music that's necessary and all that stuff yeah but when i go to see a band i want to feel like I want to feel like they're connecting with me. I want to be able to look at them and yeah. know that they're, you know, not with their face in yeah. a phone or yeah. something. Yeah. Dude, the same thing is happening in the comedy and like it's more and more prevalent. Like uh I could not believe that I saw when I see headliners go on stage with a notebook, it's headliners. crazy. Wow. I I'm, I'm yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not even yeah, no, it's it's aggravating. 
I've you had open I mean? micers yeah. on the show that I've I've complained about that about and like you know I yeah. see on stage bringing a, a phone like you're reading jokes anybody can read a fucking joke yeah no it's it, like I don't like that like the only like I could see having like a set list to follow you know what I mean like because uh, like I've used set lists for my transitions like what I'll usually do is I'll write like uh, a couple of and it's not even like I don't even write whole things like I might write um you know uh one you know i'll write one nut stuff right and one, then, you one know, nut and polar then, bear yeah yeah you know i just like like just just a couple like two three words to tell me what's the next joke you right. know what i mean I, yeah, like I that that is as far as i would ever consider going because to me anything else is unprofessional right it's yeah. not from the heart um yeah now, Lisa, when you sat in with the Rock and Forty Fives, you know we never know what the yeah. hell we're gonna. We don't know what the hell we're gonna <laughs> do. Uh, do you? Do you? What, what, with the Janice thing, I'm thinking you have a set show of like a yeah, set that, list. yeah, yeah, very set. But now, once in a while, go off of it. <laughs> with the Lisa Polizzi band, is it the same, or do you go up there and you just like whatever feels right in the moment? Um, I usually let my bass player call the songs. Really. Because- yeah, at a time, because when I used to, he'd be like, nah, nah, and it, like, it just, it was just too more dead air <coughs> for me to run, run off songs. All right, well, how about this one? How about that one? You know? Right. So I just let him do it. <laughs> now, you also, just the solo shows you do, like at, Green, at Greenport and uh, yeah. those things, you can, you're much more free to do just about anything you want to do. Yeah. But, uh, to me, that's a liberating thing. When I do solo shows, it's like, Thank God I don't have to worry about who knows this song and who knows that yeah. song. Yeah. Uh, is that is that a more rewarding gig in in a lot of ways for you? Like to be just to be able to do whatever ever you want to do. Oh yeah, I, I love. I always joke around saying, you know, this band knows everything. <laughs> Me yeah, my, yeah. My laptop. <laughs> right. Now, uh, last weekend. We played, me and Mikey played an acoustic thing at the Garden Grill, and they have a girl there now who is singing just with a phone. She's sitting in a chair and singing with a phone with with tracks and stuff. But, yeah, and I don't usually have a problem with that, but she was, like, putting on Chicago Uh and not singing the lead part, singing the backup parts. And oh, so you're sitting really? there listening to uh, Chicago sing the track, and whenever there's a backup stuff, she's singing the backup. I'm like, that, that's really weird. So not not only just singing, <laughs> not singing with tracks, singing all backup parts, like not singing the lead parts. That's different. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's, that's just, knowing your role. That's knowing your role. Yeah, but. but <laughs> I don't know. For me, like singing with tracks has always been a really uh, interesting thing. You know, th- there are rooms that are okay for it. Yes. But singing tracks and only singing the backup parts is really, you know, I if I were in there and I'd be like, what is what is this? Yeah, yeah no, yeah. It's you, like crap karaoke. It's not, yeah, exactly. That's how it felt. It felt like uh, wow. not even not even real karaoke. Real right. karaoke. Yeah. Um, now, see, like, I like, so I do a lot of karaoke because I don't have a band or anything. And uh, and I have to say that, like, the songs that I know, the songs that I don't have to read are definitely the songs where everybody shuts up 
in the place. Because right. that's how, you know, like, that's how I figured out in karaoke if you're doing good or not. Because it's always, like, there's always, like, a buzz going yeah. on in a karaoke bar. But if you can make everybody shut up, that means you're doing pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Like, I figured that out a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. What's the name in Greenpoint Place? Is it uh, Billy's? Billy's. Yeah. 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 Is it now, Billy's or just Billy's? What was that? <laughs> what was is that it Dean? Billy Frogs? Oh, no, Dean. I just repeated the name. No, oh. yeah, it's in Green, Green it's Point. In Greenport, I'm talking about. The end of Long Island. Oh, Greenport. By okay. Out by Orient Point, like all the way on the North yeah. Fork. By I thought Pass you were Rhode talking Island. about Brooklyn. No, no. She's out in uh, out in the Atlantic Ocean yeah. pretty much. <laughs> um, okay. Now, you, you do that thing with tracks, but that, that crowd – seems really into what you're doing they they're yeah. really paying attention and they're a really supportive crowd like you know what what william just talked about that buzz in the room people are really paying attention to you yeah that's an unusual thing for for those solo acts because usually when you do the solo acts people kind of looking at you like your background music but yeah. you're never you're never that because you are such a like a, captivating yeah, she's very. Uh, she again. She she becomes. She becomes whoever she's doing. I mean, whoever, whatever song she's singing, she embodies it. And it's not like she's just sitting there singing. Uh, you, you have to experience it. I I will play one of the clips. Uh, but that you know that's a whole different experience from the band experience. All right, yeah, right, I mean, I miss my guys. Like it it it's weird singing by yourself sometimes, but. Uh... Once I get into it, I'm into it. But at right. first, like it's, it's always a different crowd. You're like, okay, I hope this crowd likes me. <laughs> <laughs> now, what yeah. happened to you? Were working on another band that was more, I guess, in the hard rock vein covers. Adrenaline Rush, yeah. And what happened that. with that? Did you just just didn't have time. It was for just it? too much. Well, the thing is, like with the Lisa Plizzy band and the Janice band, we don't rehearse. So. You know, and I'm gigging so much, but with Adrenaline Rush, they wanted to they wanted to rehearse every week. I was like, and I, and I run two open mics a week. I was like, with the open mics and the gigs, I, I just, a rehearsal thrown in there, I just need a night off. I can't. <laughs> now, the open mic stuff you're uh, running, now, is that people coming up with acoustic guitars or are they singing the tracks? What's that? Um, my my Thursday nights, um, I do in Selden, where you played at the neighbors that's acoustic and karaoke. So you could play acoustic. Um, we even had a guy set up a drum set, you know, he brought his own drum set. So I was like, have at it, but uh, it's basically acoustic. And, um, and then my Monday night at Parsnip in Ronkonkoma is a full jam. So I rotate players and everybody jams together, full band, back line, everything. Where is that? Oh, Ronkonkoma? Uh, Parsnip Lake house. Is that, did that used to be Konkoma comedy? Do you know? I'm not oh. sure. Uh, there yeah. used to be a comedy club out in Ronkonkoma called Com Konkoma Comedy. I did some stand-up there 40 years ago. It's right on the lake. The lake's right, yeah, it's right there. Yeah, right. yeah, I think it's the same place. Yeah, one uh, day we're going to see you do stand-up. Me? Yeah. Um, Somewhere around 2050. 2050? <laughs> oh, yeah, all right. Yeah. I'll be, well, actually, it'll be laid down. It will be laid down on stand-up. <laughs> Uh, I don't think I'm going to be doing stand-up ever again. We'll see. Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be doing some at Jones Beach. At the, you play the band shell at Jones Beach? Yeah, three times with the Janice band, yeah. Yeah, are you there? No, because uh, they're still having stuff this summer. Are yeah, not, he was very limited with um, how many bands he could book this year, so right. we didn't get in this year. 
So I'm supposed to be doing some. I'm asked, been asked to do some stand up there on wow. Thursday night. Thursday nights for. Oh, that's so, cool. So, you gonna know. do it? It's, it's fucking terrifying. It's terrifying. It's not like you know. Uh, again, you know, I I don't have a problem telling a joke holding a guitar, but without the guitar in my hands, I'm like scared. So just go up there with the guitar, man. I can't yeah. do that. Just wear the, wear the guitar and never play it. Unless yeah. <laughs> unless they don't laugh at my jokes and then I start go right into a song. Yeah, no, you know, actually, uh, okay, well, I'll save this for tomorrow because this is a good subject matter for when we have tomorrow's guests on hell. Uh, because I was telling him that sometimes when you have a guitar up there, like I've seen a lot of comedians that, that just do a little riff in between the jokes and it makes the like it gives a little more chuckle to the joke right you know da, 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 I mean? da, 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 bump. yeah uh, yeah on almost hell? like a rim shot on hell yeah, is he, his name i it yeah, looks he, like angel he, to me right exactly so it looks like angel but if you pronounce it like like the way it is and it's original i guess it's on hell i don't know on don't hell know, but yeah mm. on, on hell, hell. On hell, yeah. hell being yeah. the uh, the dominant part of that. On hell, it's like a metal. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, this anyway, guy. Lisa, what do you got coming up this weekend? Anything to promote? Anything? Uh... Um. Let's see. Today I'm at Billy's. Um. Tomorrow I'm at the Huntington Country Club, but it's for members only. So unless you're a member of the Huntington Country Club. Country Club. Wow. Yeah. Is that yeah. alone? Is that a solo show? Or... Yeah, solo. Yeah. Wow. Um, five o'clock uh, start on that, and five o'clock today too in Greenport. Um, Saturday at Janis Joplin tribute at 89 North, and then that's at 10. And then Sunday I'm solo in Port Jefferson at the Port Bistro at two. Wow, you got you're working it, working it. <laughs> now uh, the country club thing to me, uh, I would be thinking uh, money. Money. Anytime I play a country club thing, I'm thinking these people have money. Uh, yeah. Do, do, do you work that? Do you work the tip thing? Like, are you yeah, I'll put the tip jar out, you know, because a yeah. lot of times when I don't put it out, people ask where it is. So it's like I just put it out sometimes. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't let, when I know people have money, I don't let them off the hook very easily. <laughs> As well, you shouldn't. Right. I, I I have to say goodbye to Governor's Comedy Club right now. They goodbye, are, Governor. Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. Join us tomorrow, Govs. We're on Twitch. Um, I think I have to pop off too. My uh, home attendant's coming back. Okay, what happened? Well, bye, Dean. See you My later. home attendant. See you. <laughs> All right. Well, Lisa, thank you for joining us uh, this morning. Uh, we'll continue to promote your stuff. Go out and see her if you're in the Long Island area or even come from Manhattan. Dean, come all out from Manhattan to see uh, Lisa at 89 North this, this weekend. You going to make it, Dean? I don't now, know if I get a train back. Yeah, you, you can go directly from the LIRI. I mean, it's not that far from the train station. House. You can walk down the block. No. <laughs> right there. Yeah, Patchogue, Long Island. <laughs> Patchogue, right? Anyway, Lisa, thank you very much for, for uh, being here. We, we love you. Great success and come back again sometime. Let's have some. Yeah, it was nice meeting you. Uh, yeah, thank you. you. All right. Well, bye for now. Thanks for being here. Lisa, please. Okay, folks. bye, guys. Oh, you're off too? Yeah, he's leaving. Yeah, too. he's off. Well, oh, I need my home attendant coming. Oh, okay. So, all right, uh, all right. No, you can Do talk for a second. Put put on some pants yeah. before she gets there. Okay. Yeah. I am wearing <laughs> pants. This story. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, me too. 
It's my story, and I'm sticking with it. All right, Dean. We'll, maybe we'll right, see you Dean. tomorrow. We'll be here tomorrow if you want to yeah, stop yeah, sorry, in. Sorry, just on, yeah, on hell. What's on hell's last name? Lopez. On hell, Lopez. Will be with us tomorrow. Comedian Super slash cool musician. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Right, cool. Cool. All right. <laughs> uh, thanks, Dean. Go put some pants on. I am wearing pants. Yeah. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm wearing pants too. Oh, dude. Um. Yeah. So, uh, when are you getting back on the road, dude? I have no idea. I mean, uh, it really we need to get you some management. We need to get you a manager. No, I would, you know, I would love to have some, because here's the thing, um, you know, and I, I know this is going to sound kind of stupid or whatever, but because of like my mental health and stuff, I don't, I don't like to do my own booking because inevitably you're going to hear notes. Inevitably it's going to happen. And, and like just where I've been at, like recently, like I'm not in the mood to hear a bunch of no's, even if it is coupled with a couple of yeses, you know what I mean? Um, and if I had somebody else uh, booking my shows, it, that would definitely uh, change a lot of things. Wow. Uh, but the biggest thing right now is transportation is my issue. Right. You know, well, uh, I'm going to disagree with you on, on, on just a little bit here. Uh, I, I know you don't. You, your yeses are fewer, fewer than the other answer. But I don't think I don't think people in the entertainment industry are capable of a straight up no. I think they're oh yeah, we'll think about, it. we'll get back to you, we'll, or we'll, well, we'll consider right, it. Right, right. Yeah, but you never then it doesn't, and you know it's not a yes, and it feels like a no. But they never have the uh, the honesty integrity and straight up to say no i don't think it's you're right for this but never i've right. never gotten a real no except in a rejection letter but it, when a personal conversation they're just incapable of saying no even though they mean no right but i think that <laughs> i think the i think the runaround no is more damaging right no it, yeah like, frustrating you know, as hell yeah because there's so much uncertainty with it it's like you know like i don't know yeah, um, no. but I mean, uh, I could definitely, uh, I could definitely try to do some more stuff in Albuquerque. But like I said, uh, when we're, uh, we're really limited on our transportation right now. Um, that's why we so. need to get you a manager and get you hooked up as like a feature for some, yeah, for somebody who's like a well known national act. Because I've had people on this show, and I think you've probably seen a few of them who haven't been at it as long as you have, and they're. They're out working with very well-known comedians and, and making a name for themselves. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how you make that happen, whether it's all networking, getting introduced to these you know, guys, having them see you. But like the odds of, um, I'm just going to pull a name out of a hat, let's say uh, Jim Norton, uh, and I'm not, I know he's not, but uh, the odds of him just stumbling through Grants, New Mexico, or even Albuquerque and, and catching your act to say, wow, that guy was pretty good. Uh, maybe right. I should take him on the road with me. That's pretty small because nobody's going through those towns. I mean, Billy right. Wayne Davis goes to Albuquerque once in a lifetime. I don't know. Uh, no, they, I, I, I know what you're saying. I yeah. hear you. Are there like do you, do you see? I I think Kreischer, Bert Kreischer, did uh, Albuquerque not too long ago. But again, yeah, he did. Yeah, I don't know too many people. But too like, but again, like even if you know, I I do feel uh, a lot of times like uh, when I went to I went to a Drew Lynch show. I don't know if you know who Drew Lynch is. Yeah. Um, but uh, he uh he did a show in Sioux City, 
And uh, I'd never even now. Here's the thing: like I've been doing shows in the Sioux City area and the Sioux Falls area, you know, for the last three, four years. The guy who opened for him was a guy from Iowa I'd never heard of. You know what I mean? Why they didn't select somebody from the Sioux City scene to open that show, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what it takes to get those shows. I've been trying to figure it out. Uh, but, you know, that's part of the gatekeeping stuff that uh, really offends me a lot of times is because I feel like, I feel like there's people in the industry that uh that preventively block people sometimes because they don't do things the way they like or whatever so like even though they have a connect that they could do or whatever they're never going to do it for you you right. know what i mean and like uh you know that's you know and when i notice that kind of stuff i'm the kind of person who says something so it's affected relationships and stuff like that you know, uh, there's definitely, uh, you know, there's definitely some of the more seasoned people that came out of the Sioux Falls scene or whatever that have a problem with me or whatever. And they're not in that scene anymore. Now they moved on to other things or whatever. But, I mean, they openly, uh, you know, did not like my approach to the business. Right. And I think I think that because I approached the business differently, it you know it blocked things. You know what I mean? And, yeah. Black and my dude. felonies don't help. Like if I could get on America's Got Talent or something like that, th like that could change everything for me in a heartbeat. But you, I can't. Could get you work in front clean of that like that? For, could you work clean like that for a network? Definitely. Television? All day, dude. I'm like I. I have a very well-rounded show. I have a show where I could give whatever you want. You know what I mean? Um, and, uh, and I, I did a good, you know, at early in 2022, I committed to doing the whole year of clean comedy, but I just couldn't like, nobody was booking for it. Like, which is stupid because I know there's bookings out there, you know what I mean? But I couldn't, you know, I don't know. But yeah. like I said, some of it's my own fault because I don't reach out enough. Uh, I know that I don't put nearly enough feelers out there. But again, there's reasons for that, you know. Um, yeah, well, but, you know what? We got to get you a one sheet and just uh, send it to every major headliner. And, and the networking is a big part of it. But I could I definitely feel you when you when you talk about the you people get attitude they they you know yeah it's like clicks and network yeah. networking right. and all that kind of stuff right yeah. because here's the deal like this is this is the real deal truth of it okay uh things that have happened with me in comedy don't happen to people okay uh my very first show was a competition show and I won a paying gig the very first time I stepped on stage. Wow. Period. Like, like that happened for me. And then in 2020, when I went down to Dallas, I did one open mic. On that open mic, I got a message the next day from somebody in the Dallas comedy scene saying that I should, like, hit up these people about the dope comedy competition, right? And I won every crowd vote at every level of the dope comedy competition. So crowds feel me wherever I go. Like I didn't like I didn't win the crowd vote because I brought 20 fucking people. Right. You know what I mean? Like I didn't know anybody there. 
Right. You know? And so, like, I know if those things are true, I know that the first time I get in front of those bigger crowds, it's over. You know what I mean? Like, that's all I need is is that window of opportunity. You know what I mean? Well, we got, we got, I I, got to do something to help you out here. I'm any way I can. I'm not, I'm not like I have all that power and influence anyway, but anything I can do, I think, uh, you you gotta get, gotta get more traction under your wheels. And I, I feel you when you say, I don't want to be doing my own bookings. I hate that stuff. That's what Lisa is so good at is like persistence. She doesn't take it. No, for an answer. She'll just keep going back and kind of. But right. I don't have that. No, who? Nobody gets into it to be to do the business end of it. You need to. Yeah, no, the business end is terrible. Fucking terrible. Man. I hate yeah. it. Yeah, I hate it. So you need some help with that, without a doubt. And we all do. I mean, nobody likes to do that stuff. But if I can help in any way, I'm just I'm kind of brainstorming here, thinking about what what we can do with you. Uh, the yeah. same same goes true with with Carl and Jamie too. I I think like yeah. you know, very funny guys. They need to more people need to know about you guys. And, right. Uh, there's so much dreck out there that you know right. i want to find guys who are good i want to help uh get them exposure in any way i can and and see if we can appreciate get it more work i appreciate it a lot you know exposure all, all that's good for is really frostbite um <laughs> you need work paying work coming in and, yeah, yeah yeah my my <laughs> wife my wife would appreciate me finding paying work <laughs> yeah so we'll, we'll, do, we'll, we'll do all we can so tomorrow on hell will be here uh i think i told him to come on at 10 a.m eastern he's he's in yeah i think i told him i told him the second hour yeah yeah all right cool so we'll see you tomorrow and morning, we man. didn't talk about the esterville thing at all i just realized that the what thing the esterville thing Oh yeah, the Estherville midgets. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, well, we'll find out. But we'll have some time before on hell gets here tomorrow morning. Yeah, we'll talk we gotta, about we gotta, we gotta. Because <laughs> even that, even that, that could definitely get uh, our visibility. That up could go sure. viral up definitely. That's a big. <laughs> yeah, movie. that's what I'm saying. It's a, it's a great it idea. Seems like I something think that it, and the, would cover. The time has come. The time has come. It's been far too long. Yeah, you know, I got I got to put some energy behind that. It's been such a weird week energy-wise for me that Yeah, I'm I, sure. I just want to cl- I'll climb back into bed and just like recharge my battery a little bit and right. get some focus on this thing cuz right. I'm all over the place. I don't have a show tonight before that reason or tomorrow night. Or tomorrow night I'm gigging, but tonight I just said, "You know what? I'm not going to book an evening show. I need a breather from this stuff." I'm almost feeling like uh I should put together a series of best of to hold over for a week and just take a week off and just chill out on a beach somewhere and, and right. just recharge my battery. So anyway, I appreciate you being here today. We'll, we'll catch yeah, you tomorrow morning. Yeah, always a pleasure. And we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll be talking midgets. Tune in tomorrow for Mind Dog and the Midgets. Yeah, that'll yeah. be great. All right, All cool. Right. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye for now. Later, bro. Uh, William Conway, folks, uh, he'll be with us tomorrow. It's uh, it, it should be a fun show. Will uh, Angel Lopez uh, will be performing some music and maybe having some laughs, and then we'll be talking about before he gets here. We'll be talking about this idea. We don't want to give too much away, but uh, a midget thing, a midget thing. Um, 
maybe I should call Jackie up and ask him uh, for his advice on the on the whole midget thing. Anyway, that's the show for today. As we said before, uh, since William Conway's uh, nickname was the radio, remember to turn on the radio.
me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now.